Welcome to Supreme Lords, the new adventures. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. And the season two finale is here. So we're going to be talking about that for the CW Superman and Lois episode titled Waiting for Superman. All right. So the description for this episode is Chrissy Beppo with the authorization of the Department of Defense has a message for the people of Smallville. Not only is the merging of planets real, it is happening. Wow. <laughs> so I will say <laughs> we, we joke about these descriptions a lot and how usually useless they are because it's really hard. They want to keep it spoiler free and everything. I will say if anybody was on the fence about watching the episode and read that as the description, would you, is that, that going to convince anyone? I, I don't know. Is that, is that the worst description yet? It might be. Because, yeah, <laughs> if you if you haven't been following, I guess this would be a weird episode to jump in on. But, yeah, yeah, even if you've been slightly following it, yeah, this is not going to convince you, I don't think. Yeah. I don't really care. I, I think they're, they're, they're silly. I just thought it was kind of funny. Like, oh, yeah, that's what the episode, this episode is about Christy Beppo telling people that something is actually happening. Yep. <laughs> that's, that's the episode, guys. Turn in. Tune in. No, I, I think it's funny. Uh, they want to stay spoiler-free. I get it. I just think it's funny. Uh, but it was directed by Gregory Smith, who has done five and a half or six episodes of the show, uh, written by Brent Fletcher, his eighth episode, and showrunner Todd Wel- Helbing, his seventh writing credit on the show. So what do you think of this season two finale? Uh, I think much like the second season as a whole, and this is a bit of a mixed bag, there, there are things that I liked a lot. There are things that I did not like a lot. And then in the middle, there's just a whole lot of things I'm sort of okay with slash like just meh. Um, I don't know. I, overall, I I hate to say this, but I think I'm leaning towards maybe not liking this finale that much. I think I'm leaning towards not liking it more than liking it, even though there are some really good things in this episode. So I think there's definitely some criticisms a lot, I'll tr- and I'll try to keep it on this episode specifically and not season two as a whole, but a lot of my problems with this are more season two problems as a whole. For instance, this has been an underwhelming, if not completely lost season for Lois Lane in yes. terms of anything uh, story-wise or character-wise. But, um, and, so, and that's definitely something, there are other things like that in season two to criticize. But this episode, I think I actually have been enjoyed it and kind of uh, more than I thought because it was, there was real heart and warmth to this episode and season two has been on the whole felt really cold to me um you know i just have these flashes of people yelling at each other and being miserable for most of the season and i know it wasn't 100 percent that but it was a good percentage of the season felt like that and this uh you know there's warmth and there's heart and there's people working together and trying to save the day and all of that stuff that i really like and you can and call it cheesy if you want i don't think it was i don't think it went there but I think it all largely worked for me on an emotional level better than really the last season and a half of the show has um, yeah. in terms of the warmth and the heart and all of that. And so I I don't know if I could tell you. In fact, I know I couldn't tell you how the, the main conflict of the season was resolved. Yeah. Usually, <laughs> I, I'm not entirely sure what happened there. Uh, but I really don't care because the scene worked for me on an emotional level. <laughs> and so that's why I, I, I felt better about this episode than I have on one in a long time. Yeah, I, like I said, there are, there are good stuff, and especially the end. Um, it almost feels like the last I don't know five or ten minutes is a trailer for what I was hoping the season would be, and so it does make me very hopeful that the next season is going to be a lot more of the sort of things that I'm looking for from the show. And you are right, this as kind of cold and 
angry and sad everybody has been this season, this season really, or this finale really did highlight a lot more warmth and a lot more heart from the characters that we want to see. Um, yeah, but we'll, we'll talk about more details as we get into the, the complete plot, but there's definitely lots of, of good things to take from this episode. If even overall, I'm not super high on it. Yeah. Well, let's get into it then. So, uh, if you've read the description, you know what's happening. The world's emerging. <laughs> Chrissy Feffo is that's it. it. I mean, yeah. We don't need to add anything else, right? Right. Uh, that's mostly what happens in this episode. Uh, but Chrissy Feffo is filling in the world. Uh, she tells everybody what's going on. Um, she says that Superman is not coming to save the day. This sort of answers the question we had after the last episode because we we see a lot of big cities around the world. Um, also, with the cube Earth in the sky and merging we see paris new york a couple other big cities that being said it's still strange that like smallville is the epicenter of everything now that we know that this is happening all across the world but that i mean that's just kind of the nature of these sort of shows yeah i, I noticed they reused uh, i think a couple of metropolis shots from the pilot and mm-hmm. just had the different visual bizarro look on it um yeah i guess it does explain though it's not a manual so all this you know like part of that heartbreaking through is like hey go be with your families it actually worked for me in this episode where it didn't last one because they're not manually merging individually right that's not Allie's goal she's trying to merge the whole whole earth, world whole world or whatever she's trying to do so i think that message of go be with your family resonated more with me here than it did just last episode uh chrissy also tries to call lois but lois doesn't answer the call uh, and then we we start the the cushing storyline for this episode and, and Lana's trying to get a hold of Kyle because he disappeared at the end of the last episode but he's also not answering her call and so they're gonna go look for him and there's a nice moment where you know Sarah's like well I thought you said we need to stay home and stay with the people we love and Lana says well that's why we're gonna go get your dad so uh, good to see some sort of reconciliation happening uh in that family uh and then Clark's family the Kents try to figure out how to, to get back to their earth because where we left it in the last episode they are on the bizarro earth they went to the the farm and it kind of flip-flopped um but i think they were calling it blipping is how they were describing what was happening um but what do you think of the the visuals of that throughout the episode uh it is a cool visual look that being said um it's a little it's it was a little jarring because it was happening throughout the whole episode um and it's just like strobe lights over and over again so (laughs) (laughs) it I don't know if this episode came with like a epileptic warning or something, but I feel like it should have. It it does like <laughs> it got a little tiring on the eyes, but it, it was still a pretty cool look. Yeah, I think I I think that's fair. Um, I think it was a it was tough because I was trying to keep track of who's where. Yeah, and when, but I, by the middle of the episode or partway through this part of the episode, I should say, I realized that that doesn't really matter. They're just flopping back and forth, and the merging is happening. And that's what that's the key point. Yeah. Uh. So. In the Kent farm, there there's some things in the house that are still from our planet, and so they're trying to figure out how to use that to get back home. Uh, and one of the things that is there is Nat's tablet, and it's still on, but it still can't reach John Henry, so the boys try to comfort her. Um, but then John Henry's voice does come out of the tablet, and it, it's very hard to hear what he's saying, but uh, we do make out that he needs Nat's escape pod, so she's going to try to do that. Uh, and then Tal shows up. He got transported to this world somehow as well, I guess, I mean... But you don't really need an explanation. Everybody is just kind of blipping back and forth. Um, but it does answer one of the questions I had from the last episode because his Bizarro version is dead. Um, but our version of him is able to show up on this Bizarro Earth. So I, I guess that doesn't really 
even if you can't merge because the other one of you is dead, you can still flip back and forth. Yeah. And he's got his costume <laughs> somehow. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember. He got that out of storage. At, I, don't, I don't know where that, I don't think he's had it since season one. Okay. Uh, we never get, really get an explanation of what, I don't think we get an explanation of what he's been doing uh, since he disappeared, but maybe he was just kind of building back up his strength and finding his costume. Yeah. Um. So after that, they all end up back on the earth. Well, they all do except Lois. So she is stuck on the Bizarro world now. Um, this, I don't know, this decision in the, the finale of this show, which is called, uh, let me scroll up and make sure I got this right. Superman and Lois. Uh, it's, I don't know. It was very frustrating to have them separated for this whole episode and not be able to do anything. Um, and it's, it, this, it happens later. Bizarro Lois shows up on our earth and I think she says one thing and this just stands there looking confused. So overall, I I was I was pretty unhappy with like the role that Lois had in this episode. It was mostly just walking from place to place and seeing people disappear on the Bizarro Earth, and then making Kyle feel better. Uh, it, there wasn't a whole lot for her to do, and she wasn't really used in a big way. So I I don't know how you feel about it. I I think you probably feel the same, but I I think she was definitely underutilized in this finale. I think she was in this finale and most of if not all of the season. Um, yeah, she was just kind of there for. Ultimately, her role was to be Kyle's emotional support yeah. in this episode and, and nothing to do on her own for her character. Um, I, I, at first, I kind of thought it was weird how there's just Bizarro Lois just hanging out in the background. And I still think it is kind of weird. But I, I think it subtly shows the stakes of these worlds merging and, yeah, you know, oh, Lois is gone. Nobody really reflects on that. You know, that would have been a cool thing to do. Um but I guess it, at least in the background shows, people are bouncing around. You're going to lose everything if this is not stopped. So it works. I don't, I don't think that was one of the stronger parts of the episode. Yeah. And it, it was a little strange to not see the family really react to it in any way and not be <laughs> super upset or like worried that their mom was missing and they might never see her again. Yeah. But it, it all works out in the end. But yeah, it's, it is just kind of, it follows the trend of this season where Lois as a character is not utilized in the best way i think um but on the bizarre world sam is also there so sam and lois team up they're going to try to find people on the bizarro planet who don't want Allie to succeed um so we're going to get to see them uh wandering around this planet and just seeing all the people standing with their arms stretch up in the air which is definitely a, a creepy visual <laughs> uh to to show yeah absolutely uh meanwhile matt leaves she's going to use her suit to go through the portal and save her dad and stop Allie because if she can blow up the portal somehow uh it'll stop Allie it'll get rid of Allie's energy source that she's using to merge the the two planets uh Sarah and Lana are still trying to find Kyle and a, a van crashes because of the two planets combining and there's but there's nobody in it um it it didn't really do much but I thought it was a cool visual that yeah. we were talking about of the like flashing back and forth the van is there and then not there um and then yeah just strange the steering wheels on the other side and there's nobody in there so yeah, it, it was a cool visual to see. Absolutely. They could have done, there's a lot of fun things they could have done with that. Probably could have got really dark. Someone merging yeah. into a place where a building is or something. <laughs> or who knows what. <laughs> or into an oncoming right. traffic. Into, yeah. into an oncoming car. Into Sam Lane's Jeep or something. Yeah. Uh, Tal says he's going to stop Allie. Um, and he mentions that he's not doing it for the world. He's doing it for his family because now he, he knows that all of... Cal's relatives are good. Um, 
I don't know. It's it's a little strange. Like I've never been super keen on the Tal Rogue character to begin with. So like his redemption arc here is nice, but I I could have gone without seeing a whole lot more from him. But it it is nice to see you know the effect that Superman has had on him and changing his heart. So that was nice to see. Yeah, I, I do still think that all feels a bit rushed. Um, but they they had to do it. I, I guess he doesn't want everyone on this world to die. <laughs> if nothing else so that happens I do wish same thing with Carcolator I do wish he had a plan yeah he says he'll go and attack Ali this is how many times now have one of the Kryptonians just flown up to Ali and just gotten their power sucked yep oh man I should have had another plan there it's at least three that it's happened and no other plan no nothing just yeah we'll fly up to her try to talk to her while she sucks our powers okay yeah uh, like you said, it, it doesn't really work out, but who thought it was going to? Um, but it does give Jordan the opportunity to fly out to space and rescue Tal, um, and he knocks Allie away uh, for a little bit. But uh, it does lead to a nice moment of Jordan and Tal sort of making up now. I guess, you know, <laughs> Tal did try to murder Jordan, um, so Jordan saving him... <laughs> Not too is, long ago. Yeah. Right. Uh, has, I guess, kind of repaired that rift between the two of them. Um, but Tal says that nobody can stop Allie and Clark says, no, there is one person who can still stop it, stop her. And that's me. So Clark stepping up and being the hero, which is nice to see. Uh, and the way he wants to do that is he wants to jumpstart his powers by having Tal throw him into the sun. He's pretty sure that's what his mom was <laughs> trying to tell him, but she was breaking up a lot. Uh, this is a moment of, if you just kind of walk in to the show and you have no idea what goes on and you just hear this conversation you say, what on earth are you watching? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, this is something, I'm not sure logically <laughs> quite checked out with me, but on an emotional level, it worked. You know, Clark going to, wanting to go to the sun and <laughs> get thrown in there to try to save the day. Okay, I can I can get behind that. I thought it was really cool, even if I'm, I'm questioning the, the science behind it. Yeah, and it, it does lead to a nice moment with him uh, and the boys, him, you know, saying, don't give up hope have to do this this is our only chance don't give up hope um it's really really nice but it is undercut again by the fact that lois is not there i really wish wish lois could be there to share that moment to see you know clark talking to her maybe heading to his death the um <laughs> reflecting on their relationship i don't know and lois comforting the boys but so it again it was pretty disappointing that lois was not there or involved in any way yeah i i can agree with that for sure uh, so, but then we see Nat get her pod and fly it into the portal to, to look for her dad. And then Lana goes to the fire station and Kyle isn't there. Um, but his, his coworkers say, well, he's probably on the other world. And it is interesting the way that they <laughs> asked her, like, I hate to ask you this, but you know, since you're the mayor, what should we do? <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> you're the mayor of Smallville. Right. <laughs> so our planet's merging with another one as mayor of Smallville. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think is the best way to attack this? Yeah. And, you know, joking aside, she does tell tell them, like, hey, you've done everything you can. Go home. Be with your family. And like you said, that that message works better in this episode than I think it has in the, the past couple episodes. Yeah. Uh, on the Bizarro planet, Lois and Sam go find the Bizarro version of Chrissy. Um, and they start having a conversation. And it seems like something's going to happen. But then Sam and Chrissy just disappear. So, I, I don't know. It, it just happens. And... Kyle finds Lois on the Bizarro planet and yeah. she kind of makes him feel better about, he thinks he deserves this and 
he gets to go back to Smallville and be with his family, but Lois is just kind of wandering around on the Bizarro planet. So, I, not to keep like hammering it over and over again, but it just, I wish Lois had more to do. Yeah. And it was all just the blipping was kind of random and it almost felt like filler <laughs> within yeah. the season finale. Like, let's have Lois wander to Chrissy and Hawk and a lot of, and Kyle, you know, just kind of being separated and, I don't know, a lot of it worked emotionally, but some of it just felt kind of like random <laughs> and wandering, like you said. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and we see John Henry is recording a message for Nat, or he's trying to contact her, and he's basically saying goodbye to her. Um, but then she shows up and says, you know, it's not time to say goodbye yet. Uh, John at John Henry says, okay, so did you bring that XK I was asking for? <laughs> and unfortunately, she did not hear that part of the plan. Uh, she missed that. So we're, they're going to have to try to figure out a different way to do that. So they, she suggests transferring the XK from their suits to the pod so they can destroy the portals that way. And basically they're going to be sacrificing themselves to, to save everybody. And that's what they plan on doing. Yeah. Uh, but I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Talking, uh, Nat talking about the fathers and daughters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, I, mothers, I, the mothers will be fine. <laughs> but I thought that was a, a cool scene. Yeah. I, I've really liked the, the iron storyline yeah. throughout this season dare say i i like some moments of it better than what i've seen from uh the kent family but it's yeah i, I liked it a lot and i liked this this moment from them in the the heroics that they're displaying uh but at the same time tal flies clark up to the sun and throws him into it uh, trying to start that reaction that will hopefully bring clark's powers back uh while that's happening sam shows up at the farm to he is back on this planet and he's checking in on the boys um, and they, they're telling him about the plan and they're kind of arguing in the, the background about if it's going to work or not. And Sam gives him a speech about all the strange things he's seen in his job on this planet. And the fact that they only have, it's like, we only have your father on this planet. And so if it's going to work, it's going to work, but it's, it's the only hope we have. Uh, and then Clark remembers all the good moments with Lois and his family and sucks in power from the sun. And it, it looks like it's working. And so he gets all his powers back. Uh, and then John Henry and Nat blow up the portal with their energy from their suits and so that that stops the the merging for a while but Allie notices that and is mad so she comes and starts to attack them and that's where we get the the reveal that Superman really does have his powers because he flies in and saves John Henry and that yeah uh I think the I said last time I think there better be a cool return for Superman for as much as he's been sitting out and I think this was a pretty cool return and I think it delivered pretty well and I think that the visuals of most of this Superman stuff were pretty pretty great some of it was just kind of tough to see what was going on and we'll get to that in a bit random cg stuff in there um i'm I'm not entirely sure what was happening a little bit later but the visuals of superman from being in the sun onward were some of the coolest stuff and a lot of it looked like comic book panels brought to life yeah especially the right after he saves john henry nat and he kind of like turns around and reveals the the energy like coursing through his suit and getting sucked into his symbol, I thought that was really cool. And like you said, could have been straight from a comic book panel. The glowing S and, and yeah. all that. I thought, I don't, I don't know. Again, I don't know how that works. Like, is his suit powered up somehow from the sun too, from Kryptonian something? Uh, I don't know, but it looked really cool. <laughs> yeah. And he does, he's definitely glowing for a while after this. So he is, he is super powered. He's got that uh, more excess than energy. Yeah. Uh, and then there is, you could argue that this is kind of corny, but I think it worked. I liked it. He's flying over everybody. He flies over the boys and they say, it's dad. And then Lois says, it's Clark. And Lana says, it's Superman. So it's dad, it's Clark, it's Superman. You know, obviously playing on 
the famous phrase about about Superman, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman. So I, I think you could argue it's corny, but I, I like this. It worked for me. <laughs> also, it shows like the different perspective. He's all of those things. He's dad to some people. He's a husband to others mm-hmm. and he's Superman to the world. Uh, it, you can look at it like that. Um, yeah, I thought it, I thought it was worked pretty well. Yeah. Uh, but Clark starts fighting with Allie and she tries to drain his powers, uh, but it's too much for her. And he's basically just like, you need more and like shoves her and or grabs her hand and puts it on his chest so that she is sucking too much energy out of him. And he uses that to separate her out into the two different alleys and drops them off with the irons. I, I, I don't know how this works, but it worked. Um, and it did look, it looked cool. Yeah. This is something I don't know what's going on. I think it was quite the gamble by yeah. Superman to again, not have a plan for how to deal with Allie, but Apparently, he thought overloading her and giving her too much power would be able to fix it. I don't know where he got that from, but it seems to have worked. Yeah. And then and that it was cool. It, it was cool. It, it worked. And it, it leads into something else that works that is cool is he flies around the earth super fast and uses that bent up, built up momentum to land hard enough to separate the two earths. Again, really cool looking visuals. I feel like it might have like damaged something but it, it works out and the two, <laughs> the two earths get separated and there was a cool visual of the two planets like completely merged with the cube sticking out of the sphere it looked cool and then gets separated yeah um visually flying around the earth like that looks a lot like the first christopher reeve superman movie yeah and uh i didn't really catch that he was separating the earth or how that works or what sense that made but um, it did look really cool, <laughs> even if I wasn't quite sure if I can quite explain what's uh, going on there. Yeah, especially like on these shows, there's usually quite a bit of exposition about, okay, here's the plan. This is how much energy we need. This is at least like throwing off some mumbo jumbo about these are. Yeah, the, everything someone talking do. in his ear telling him yeah. everything to do. I'm glad they didn't have that, but <laughs> maybe they could have said maybe one line later. Yeah, it ripped the earth apart or something. That was, yeah. That's how we did it. Uh, but he lands in Smallville afterwards, and everyone's okay, including Lois. We get the reveal behind him that she's there. Uh, she says Superman. Um, so glad to see them reunited. And the shot, I think, was almost identical to the one where they first, when Superman and Lois yeah. first met in the flashback scene. Yeah. Uh, so then we get the, the end of the episode, which is kind of just wrapping everything up and looking forward to the future. Uh, lots of happy stuff. So... Smallville has Miracle Monday to celebrate Superman and he flies over and then comes back as Clark and apologizes to Lana that he wasn't there to help with the campaign. And it seems like Lana has forgiven Clark. So I I hope that the, the families can see each other again and they can start talking to each other because I, I wasn't looking forward to that lasting for too long. And it, it seems like uh, things are mostly worked out now. Yeah, that seems to be the case. Uh, and then remember I said there's a few things I really don't like. Here's one of them. Uh, <laughs> Chrissy has checked out Clark um, because he applied for... He, basically, the, the lie they told is he was gone working on a big story because he wanted to apply for the Smallville Gazette. And she says he's only worked at the Daily Planet, which was only a great paper because of Lois, like only because of you, Lois. I don't know why they kind of keep dissing Clark as a reporter on this show. It's it's pretty annoying. Like he He's a very good reporter, Lois, and he worked together very well so that was pretty annoying to see i don't know how he felt about it yeah he's only got 15 to 20 years at the greatest newspaper in the world i'm a little picky working here at the smallville gazette (laughs) where i am the plumber and the janitor 
and they, the editor. They were going to hire that weird guy who had like a, some blog. <laughs> Trouble why you wouldn't want to hire Clark. Yeah, that that's very upsetting. I've been very disappointing with the journalism aspect of Clark Kent in this show and, and Lois Lane, to be honest. Uh, but that leads to Lois telling Chrissy that Clark is Superman because she says to Chrissy, you're my partner and my friend. I'm tired of hiding it from you. I, I don't think they've done a great job on the show so far of building up that relationship between Lois and Chrissy to make it make this seem realistic that this is something that Lois really feel she has to do. And again, it just kind of plays into the Lois has to apologize and make up for everything with everyone for some reason. Um, so this is her trying to make up with Chrissy by telling her that Clark is Superman. I, I don't know. It, it's a little strange. I, I hope that relationship gets built out more and we actually get to see Lois and Chrissy working on some journalism together to, to make that relationship a little more believable in the next season. Yeah, I don't think, um, I think you're right on the nose there with Lois and, and their relationship. And I don't think it was really earned for Chrissy or anything like that. Uh, this show just seems utterly disinterested in the dual identity aspect of Clark Kent. Yeah. Uh, 95% of his human interactions are with people who know he's Superman. We see very little of the public Clark Kent, uh, either as a reporter or as a football coach or whatever you want to do with him even a farmer going to the, the farmer's market or anything like that. We don't see any of that. So I think that's disappointing, but I guess this is in the past now, and now it's all of the main characters for the most part are in. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, maybe this will lead to, if he's not going to work for the Smallville Gazette as Clark, the reporter, maybe this at least will lead to Lois and Chrissy teaming up with Superman to be, do some investigative journalism and and working out, relying on Superman's powers to maybe get some information that they wouldn't be able to otherwise. One could hope. One could only hope. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but moving on, Jordan and Sarah catch up and apologize to each other for not being honest about, you know, his powers, Sarah not being honest and not apologizing about basically cheating on him at camp. Uh, so nice to see maybe some of that that teen drama is, is wrapping up a little bit and they're going to have their relationship uh, but I think that's going to be probably a big story moving forward is now that he can be honest with Sarah, uh, Jordan developing his confidence and powers more. Um, so I am interested to see that because he, he did have a pretty big role in this episode and he got to do quite a bit with his powers. And it seems like they're not getting back together, but they're moving forward as friends, which yeah. is fine. Uh, Clark and Lois meet up and are dancing and Chrissy stares at them. So, you know, as much as I was just kind of complaining about Chrissy finding out that he's Superman, this was uh, undoubtedly pretty funny. Yeah, that was a fun little moment. Yeah. Uh, and then Kyle asked Lana to dance, but Anna isn't ready and she's not over what happened. And she says that, you know, basically she tells Kyle, you can't just expect everything to go back to the way it was. Um, and so they then they have their last dance and Clark watches them and wishes he could make them uh, as happy as Clark and Lois are. Um, yeah. And I, we talked last time, get together or don't, I don't care. Just yeah. move on. <laughs> I don't know. I'm glad they're kind of, I'm kind of glad that they're not getting back together at least yet. And, but they're also still moving on. Yeah. So that's probably a, a better way to handle it. And I think more believable than, because nothing I've gotten from Lana has been like, yeah, all right, whatever. Let's get back with Kyle. Who cares? <laughs> so I thought this was, I thought that was fine resolution for um, this season. Uh, and then a bit of a, a strange moment. Maybe you can help me kind of figure out what was going on here. <laughs> Lois goes and meets the two Allies that are, you know, in the DOD prison, and she asks Allie if if she ever felt if if they ever felt complete in any time, and basically they didn't. They felt 
joy at one point, I think they said. Um, but they just, I think they're trying to explain what was going on and the <laughs> motivations from Allie because she's like, well, we, we had to keep doing it because we were lonely and we it, we couldn't stop once we started, basically. It doesn't really explain her motivations that well. And I don't understand what Lois was trying to get at or what sort of resolution this gives to Lois. But it was, it was just kind of a weird scene that seemed kind of tacked in in the middle. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, we can talk about Allie's full arc later, but the last several episodes have just been her standing around floating and holding her arms out. That has been her, her character arc, trying to merge the worlds or whatever. And so they, I, I think they tried to justify that and give it some character motivation for her here. I don't know that it worked, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, she basically, they, as soon as they merged, they knew it was a bad idea, but they couldn't unmerge or they, they needed everybody else to merge or they would die. So I don't know. Uh, it's weird. Yeah. Uh, and then we see two giant trucks get delivered to the, the Kent arm. And when I say giant, they're, these are like, I'd say a couple feet away from being monster trucks. These things are huge. <laughs> um, but apparently Uncle Tal has set them, sent them for Jordan and Jonathan. So probably dangerous vehicles for uh, teenagers to learn how to drive in, but still a pretty thoughtful gift, I guess, from, from Uncle Tal as far as things go. And so where does he, Uncle Tal, get his money now? I, he must have had some cash, you know, stashed <laughs> away from his, his time uh, pretending to be a business mogul. I, I have to um, assume. <laughs> yeah, this, I had about a thousand questions here financially that the show just, it's not what the show is about, but like, they're going to have to pay. That's a gift. Right. Are they going to have to pay taxes on that? Are they gonna, how are they going to afford a shirt insurance? They probably get four miles to the gallon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they're going to drive to Metropolis to visit Aunt Lucy and stuff. Uh, all right. We'll, we'll figure that out. Yeah. Uh, and then we see what, what is going on with old Uncle Tal there. He is, he went to live on a bizarre world and he's, living it up in some bar in the that world's version of Smallville. Um, I guess he can speak backwards. He can do the same thing that Superman did when he went there. I am guessing that's what he was doing, and they just didn't show it. Otherwise, there was some weird effect from the merging. Uh, yeah. I, I, did you have any thoughts about this? I, I think this is the end of his storyline. He's just going to go kind of, you know, enjoy life on this other planet is the way I took it. I don't think so. I think okay. he'll be back, but it's a way to send him away for now. Yeah. Until he's needed for the story. Uh, and then we see John Henry hanging out at the diner, and who shows up? But it's John Diggle. Uh, he wants to talk to, to John Henry Irons about Bruno Mannheim, leader of Intergang. So some big name dropping there. Um, and there's not so much that he wants this John Henry to do. It's more the fact that that's the person who killed John Henry on this planet, which is something that got mentioned that was in the first season, right? Um, we mm-hmm. didn't know who killed him, but we didn't know he was dead. And so Diggle wants his help figuring out, you know, why was Bruno Mannheim after John Henry? Uh, so some more interesting story possibilities with John Henry and the Irons. So I, I like this. Um, we'll, we'll talk about it more later, but I, I do kind of like this little preview of, of stories to come. Yeah, me too. Then we see Lucy, who we haven't seen in a while, but she's getting in a truck with Sam and he's going to take her to live somewhere else. He said... Uh, Metropolis. I think I missed that when I was watching that that's where she was going. I think I think the boys mentioned it. They said they can go visit okay. Lucy in Metropolis. So that's where it is. Yeah, we, I think we both talked about how we liked Lucy's storyline and wanted to see more of it. So hopefully next season she'll visit a lot or they'll visit a lot or she'll move back to Smallville or something because I, I would like to see a lot more from her character, especially uh, her and Lois now that they have made up and 
are not on opposite sides anymore. Yeah, I hope to see more Lucy too, although I think it's going to come down to how available Dana Dewan is. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and then at the beginning, I also mentioned that there's some things I really, really like and have wanted to see for a long time, and here it comes. So Clark takes the family out into the middle of the ocean, and he's going to build a fortress. Uh, Jonathan's like, well, well, that's nice for the people who can fly, and Clark's like, no, this is for the whole family, dude. So he he throws his crystal out into the middle of the ocean to build a new fortress, and he wants Jonathan to meet his mom, and he says that she might even have some cool Kryptonian technology for you. So this this is exactly what I've wanted for so long. Jonathan has gotten the short end of the stick forever when it comes to Kryptonian heritage. Uh, he's never been to any of the fortresses. He's never gotten to meet any of his Kryptonian um, family. So I'm really, really glad that it at least seems like that's going to happen now. Um, I really hope that they follow up with this and this is a big part of the next season. Yeah, I don't think this makes up for the season Jonathan has had and, and everything he's been through, but I think it's a at least a small, I and mean, the Clark-Jonathan relationship in particular, but I think it's at least a, a small step in the right direction um, for the future. And I have a lot of questions about this fortress, but it'll probably not for, not until we actually see it and what it looks like once it's up. Yeah. I do wonder what the system of, like, how they are going to get there, especially if Jonathan needs to get there uh, when Clark or Jordan can't fly him there, but those are all, those are just details that we'll we'll figure out next season. Yeah. Um. So, questions. Earth Prime? Yeah, okay. So, Sam mentions that Superman is the only hero on this planet. That's strange. Um, I know things are weird because of Crisis and everything, and post-Crisis and all of the, you know, probably even weirder because of the merging and everything, but the fact that Superman is the only hero on this planet, that seems pretty strange and kind of uh, counter to what I assumed about this show. How about you? Yeah, so it's it's kind of come out now that this is on a different universe, and it, it, Todd Helbing, the showrunner, has said this is on a different universe than the other shows on the CW. And so this this John Diggle is not the John Diggle that you may have known from Arrow. It's a different universe version of him, played by the same actor. Yeah, and that kind of stuff. Do you do you have any thoughts on that? Or <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> it, I don't know. I I guess it does like it cleans up storytelling a bit that Superman is the only person you can rely on on this planet and you know anything that happens is his responsibility but it also makes it even more strange that there's such a big focus on Smallville Smallville and not things that are happening elsewhere on the planet if Superman's the only person responsible for saving the planet from different threats which we've seen a few times he's gone to different planets and done things but that has kind of that always gets pushed to the side as you know the big storyline comes out that and it it obviously doesn't rule out crossovers in the future but it certainly makes it clunkier and harder i think if they're on completely different universes yeah i have very complicated thoughts on it and i'm not sure i've i've fully processed all of it yet i think there's there's pros and cons um i think this is just a (laughs) stepping outside i think this is a foolish decision by dc to just have characters be like the same actors and everything just make another different universe is just a mess and a headache. Um, I think within the show, I think it can do some cool storytelling stuff with that. Um, mm-hmm. It does miss out on the crossovers and stuff like you said, which is unfortunate, um, but it also cleans things up. So for instance, if your world is merging, you can't just call Cisco to create a anti-world merger right. ray gun on his lunch break. So I think it, I, 
is pretty cool. I would like to see a show where Superman is the only superhero. But if, if you're going to do that, why do you have literally five people flying around by the finale of season two saving the day as different heroes and stuff? So I, I'm not sure. I haven't quite processed it all. I think it's kind of messy from the, the larger Arrowverse perspective, but I think there are cool things within this show that can be done with it and it can open the door so we can see a, a Jimmy Olsen or a Cat Grant, even if McCod Brooks or Calista Flockhart aren't available or whatever. So it's, and we can see other characters that have been around. But so I think I'm mixed on it. I do wish this had been the plan. If you're going to do this, it should have been the plan from the beginning and clear up front because it clearly wasn't. Right. It's sort of, it sounds like it from behind the scenes, it sort of sounds like it came around sometime in the middle or end of season one that that was the plan because it just various things. You know, there was a, a Batwoman Superman Lois crossover planned at one point. Um, and so weirdly, if if not for the pandemic, then well, a lot of things would be different. But this would definitely be in there where that crossover would have happened. And the show would have been in the same universe as all those other shows. So I think there's some more to unpack to it, but that's kind of my basic thoughts so far. Yeah, and you know, obviously, I'd say probably a lot of the people watching this show don't really care that much about what's on what universe. Um, don't even know maybe that there's definitely uh, different universes. They might just be watching the show because it's, you know, it's fun superhero action. But, you know, for folks like us who are trying to think about this and trying to figure it out, it is, it's just kind of messy and confusing. And especially because there isn't um, a lot of explanation in universe about what is happening or what's different. Um, and then just to have Sam drop something like, oh, he's the only hero on this planet. It's it's just kind of a weird uh, throwaway line way to do it. The events of the first two seasons are a very different context if Superman is the only hero in the universe. Yeah. And yeah, there's more to it. And there's a lot of fans upset, you know, we're CW fans going back. So I, I get that. Um, I It's just weird to do it, especially being on the CW same network as the shows, bringing back the same actors, bring back Jenna Dewan as C. Lane. Yeah, um, and it's weird to do all that and then not. I think I think it's a poor business decision to be honest. Um, and we'll see how it. I think there are pros and cons creatively. It could be good. It could be bad. But yeah, there's more to unpack with that later. Um, not really spoilers or, or mentions anything. You know, guesstimating season three type stuff. Uh, in terms of comic books, Easter egg stuff. There's more than than had been in a while. <laughs> the Superman in the Sun visually somewhat reminded me of All Star Superman. I yep. don't think they're going that way with the story and Ali is presumably sucked off enough power that he's fine hopefully yeah. um and it would be weird to go that way especially in season three i don't think the show would go that way anyway because it did not doesn't seem interested in adapting strictly uh superman stories miracle monday is uh got to be a reference to the 1981 novel by elliot s Magan, um which has been also incorporated in some ways into superman comics a couple times miracle monday uh, and we get mentions of Bruno Mannheim and Inner Yang. Yeah, and that's that's what I'm I'm pretty excited about because uh, they had mentioned Inter Gang earlier on this show. I think that was in the the first season that they were yeah that they were talking about Inter Gang. And I think this is the perfect kind of foil for Lois to you know be investigating um, this crime ring and you know it is dangerous to go after them, but trying to figure out you know how they're related, uh, doing her investigative journalism. Um, maybe her and Chrissy and hopefully Superman helping as well. So I, I think they could tell some pretty interesting stories with this. So far, it seems like they're setting it up more as a John Henry story, which could also work, but I, I was more hoping to see Lois uh, primarily involved in it. I love Inner Gang. It's 
for a TV show in particular, I think it's one of the best villains you put on a Superman show. And I think it's one of the only ones that can handle a season long, being a season long big bad because Bruno Mannheim and Inner Gang, there's, it's like a connection of various mm-hmm. um, villains and, and multiple villains within that. It's a whole network and, and that kind of thing. So I think there's so much cool stuff you can do with it. I'd love to see it be a refocus on Clark and Lewis as reporters and investigating smaller scale stuff on, on a wide basis as opposed to a, another world-ending threat. I think that would be really cool and make sense, especially as the boys are, are growing up and spending more time outside the house. Maybe you refocus on them and, and investigating and all of that. But the show hasn't done a ton of that, so I'm not going to get my hopes up too high. But I think it's a great villain if they if it's a big bad in, in season three or, or whatever they do and it's got been mentioned early i think it was a Kilgrave episode mm-hmm. that was episode four of season one uh sam made a reference about inner gang and and other things are growing stronger because superman has abandoned metropolis and in about two years since then there's a lot you could do with that a lot of cool stories that you could tell with that uh inner gang rising to power as superman has spent time on a farm and and i think some rich storytelling can be done with that and really involve lois and clark on a personal level and doing all that so I think there's a lot of cool stuff is what I'm saying. And that's uh, pretty exciting. Yeah. And definitely if, you know, the the whole fortress for the whole family, if that, that storyline plays out in a big way in next season, um, I think that would be a, a great way to tie in with Intergang and get the whole family involved in, you know, the different, like you said, there's a lot of different villains and smaller scale villains from Intergang that you could use. And so that would be a great way to get the whole, whole family involved, especially as Jordan develops his powers and Jonathan maybe gets some sort of technology uh, from from the fortress that maybe gets him involved in a bigger way. So yeah, I, lots of lots of storytelling opportunities that I'm excited about. All right, well that is all we have for today. Uh, be back maybe sometime reviewing season two as a whole. I <laughs> uh, don't know when or anything like that, but yeah, the show's off until Superman and Lois is off until mid season, so likely early in 2023, sometime for season three. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back later. Bye.